Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Café Familienville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thomas Edison was the 19th century Steve Jobs. He invented the motion picture camera, the record player, and the light bulb. Incidentally, Edison was known as the Wizard of Menlo Park, which is the same part of Northern California where Steve Jobs lived and worked, too. That's just a geographical footnote. What I was going to say was Edison explained his genius as being one-tenth inspiration and nine-tenths perspiration. That formula can be applied to success in business too. It's pretty easy to find perspiration. It's working hard. It's a lot more difficult to find inspiration. And not just the great idea that gives rise to a business or a product, but the many ideas that you need to come up with along the way to make adjustments and even radical changes, which is in today's business jargon called pivots. You probably know all about delegating perspiration, uh, hiring or partnering to share the workload, but you might be a lot less familiar with who to turn to when you need inspiration. Yes, there are people who specialize in having great ideas, like Jeff Benton and Aileen Bennett. Aileen Bennett describes herself as a roaming creative director, an idea thinker-upper, and a brand experience consultant. Aileen has had a unique perspective on making a business successful. She says, for example, it's often the little details that determine how customers really do feel about your business. Uh, the look on the receptionist's face, the smell in your hallway, the sign in your bathroom, the attitude of your staff when they're on break. Very interesting stuff. Aileen, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Now, Jeff Benton is the founder of a company called Stronger Company. Now, Jeff is one of only 150 people worldwide certified to consult with businesses using the EOS system. EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. It's a business model and a set of tools that synchronize all the pieces of a business to optimize its chances of turning great ideas and great people into great companies. Uh, Jeff is also a certified Dale Carnegie leadership instructor and a co-founder of the enormously successful electronics company, PreSonus Audio Electronics. Jeff, welcome out to lunch. Hi, thank you for having me. You've got a great background. The Aileen and Jeff, uh, the kinds of services you offer businesses are both, actually, let's think of as very progressive. Uh, for a company to embrace unique perspectives like yours, Aileen, or a proprietary retooling of a business like your strategy, Jeff, usually requires a certain amount of enlightenment on the part of the company. It uh, also requires courage and capital to pay for this kind of investment. Uh, this is the kind of entrepreneurial thinking you'd typically expect to find in places like maybe Austin or Silicon Valley. I would think it would be surprising to see a large number of companies taking these kinds of chances in Acadiana, but both of you chose to move here. I, so I guess my preconceptions are wrong, or y'all work a lot out of town. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you. Are your clients uh, mostly local? I have several that are local, but from here, and I didn't plan it this way, I have clients from here to Vermont, Whoa. Texas, Ar Arkansas. Um, How do they hear about you? Huh? How do they hear about you? Um, interestingly, is 
what I do, EOS. When people find out what EOS is and, and traction, they become fascinated and people who implement it successfully just tell their friends. And so if they are a part of a, you know, a best practices group in whatever industry they're in from different parts of the country, they tell each other. And then so people in, in, in my region will call, so. Wow, I think like, yeah. uh, like a young president's organization. Yeah, like exactly. That kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. YPO, Vistage, and, those types of. And when I read the uh, when I read the intro, it sounded like you had taken Dale Carnegie, but you actually ran the Dale Carnegie program. Yeah, right? I was the regional director for this area. Yeah, I did that for five years. In public speaking, they say is the greatest fear, I guess, for for people. Right, so right. Here's, uh, uh, the joke was, um, you know, I was trying to remember who said it, but the joke was when you go to a funeral. Most people would rather be in the casket than the one given the eulogy. Yeah, yeah yes, <laughs> that is a that says a lot on this. Uh, and, and I'm gonna and one last question for you, Jeff, before we go to Aileen, is the um, what about making this presentation to a company that's never heard of EOS or whatever? How do you how do you kind of break the ice about it? Well, m most of the time, most companies are, are it, it, it's amazing. Very very few companies were taught how to run a business extremely well, and so they're going to have similar issues. So they're, they're, uh, every company hits a ceiling, every department hits a ceiling, every person hits a ceiling somewhere in their career. But in, they're hitting a ceiling and typically they're, they're frustrated with profits or lack thereof, with growth, um, with people issues, um, or they're trying everything they can and nothing's working, or they just want their life back. And so when, when you talk about EOS and what it is and how it works and the, the fact that it helps all those things, it connects immediately. Well, that, that is so. it. And Aileen, I've got, I've got to ask you, I know I'm pretty good at this, and from your accent, I know you're from the Ville Platte area. <laughs> and, uh, just, the, just north of Ville Platte. You're just north, yes. Uh, what, uh, what, let's see, now you were happily in England, and then um, it says that you met your, your husband over there, and he was, was that the way this worked? Or like you met him at like a Cajun pub or something? How did this happen? I wish that was the story. <laughs> um, we met, there's a thing called the internet and we oh, met Oh yeah, I've there. been reading all about but it. But many, <laughs> many years ago, like wind up internet days. So it was many, before dating sites, before any of that. So it's, it was, we've been married 40, no, what year is it? 17 years. <laughs> So and he so was a Cajun, right. right? He still is a Cajun. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when yeah. you, he was a Cajun in London. I guess he wasn't in London. No, he, he wasn't. Was here. I was here. Oh. He was here. I was in London. Oh, I see. The internet's the like an international thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hear about it. Yeah. That's uh, you, you've definitely got. Now, what about yourself? How do? Where do your clients come from? Are they? As Jeff seems to. You know, they were all over the place. What about yourself? Mine's the same. I have a base of clients here, um, which is great because you can meet them. But um, I have. London, I have New York, I have Austin recently, so it's it's all over the place. And Aileen, what you, the things you're talking about, sometimes they're little things that people that are running that company overlook. Uh, what's it like to present it to them? I guess you almost have to couch it a little. You don't want to be too blunt, or maybe you'll, maybe blunt's good. Maybe you're, you're a blunt person. You get away with a lot with an English accent. <laughs> 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 um, most people are trying to define their brand, and there's a very crowded brand world out there, and people start off being too generic, so my job is to go in and work right back from their values and find out who they really are, and so we do everything to reflect that brand, and then your customers become lifelong customers, so it's about the quirkiness of the brands, and I tend to want I tend to work with brands who like those little clever ideas and that they want to stand out in a, in a crowded market. And so that's my job is to find ways that are genuinely them to show to their customers. You know what I would think when you said that would be there's certain clients you just would fit better with than, than others. I mean, is that true or? My job when I meet a client the first time is to find them someone better, cheaper or faster. 
Um, and if I can't find any of those things, then they might be the right <laughs> client for me. <laughs> well, that's, that's the way it ought to be. There's no, yeah. um, you know, you do some of the things that I think people would think you do, like, I mean, if a logo needs to be designed or something like that, is that sometimes how you get in the door and then you get to talk to them about bigger picture? Um, I still have no idea how I actually get in the door. They kind of find me and with every client it's completely different. So sometimes they just know something's missing. Um, sometimes they just want to, I do a thing where I rent my brain um, <laughs> and, I, and my body obviously is with it most right, of the yeah, time. Just, that's line but they can just pay for uh, you know two or three hours and just ask questions. So a lot of it comes from that. That could be an isolated thing. I give them ideas and they can go away and work on their own. Or they can bring me in or bring a team in and I can direct that team. So depending on the size of client, depending on what they need, everything is different. I would like that conversation where I think you have a good product, but your hallway smells bad. That would be... Sometimes that's a huge factor. <laughs> Most of the time it's not the logo. The logo, and as a designer, I shouldn't say this, but the logo isn't always the most important thing. It's just a representation of your brand. You can have the, the, most, the coolest, cleverest logo in the world, but if people, when they see it, remember a bad experience, then yeah. your brand is that bad experience. So like negative goodwill or something. There's a, now, Jeff, what about... Um, when I, I think of, you know, you've got EOS and then you, you did the Dale Car Carnegie thing, but yet you have a business background from LSU, right? I mean, you have a yeah, yeah. business degree. Was there sort of a feeling like, wait a minute, this is part I still don't know after coming out of business school? Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, it was like if I graduated in December, in January is when we went with Presonus and, and uh, the three of us were sitting in a room together looking at each other and totally scared, not a clue. And I graduated in international trade and finance. And so, and so for years, actually, it was quite painful not knowing just how to run a business. And, and it, even though you're, you, know, you, you can do business school, but it's kind of like learning how to fly an airplane. Once you get in the airplane, it's a whole different ballgame, right? And so, so you can't just do the ground school. You've got to get in it to really to. And then it's in that situation, like when I work with uh, clients, they're in, we're in the room with a leadership team on a regular basis, so at least five, five days a year. And you have to get extremely open and honest as a leadership team if you're going to be successful. When I mean open, like, like extremely vulnerable. You could say, hey, I totally messed this up. Or, hey, you're smarter than, and that, at, than me at this. I need your help. Or, hey, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> okay? I just drank a bottle of whiskey. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then, but as a leadership team, you're saying, okay, that's an issue. We're going to help each other out. It's not a judgmental thing. And so in leadership teams, that's one key component of having an amazing company. Well, back then, no one, it just, it, let's just take that one component. No one told us that. Say, yeah. hey guys, you got to be open and honest and vulnerable. You got to be amazing. And sometimes, and then you have to be open and honest to say, hey, and, and figure out if the person is not the right person on the team, because sometimes it's just not a fit and they're, they're hard decisions to be made. So that's, we, we call it vision, traction, and healthy. Vision, the team needs to be on the same page of where they're going, how, how they're going to get there, which they see the exact same future. Uh, traction from the standpoint of putting into um, the behaviors on a daily, weekly basis that force them to run the business well, okay? And then healthy is what I just described, yeah. is, is you just got to be totally, you got to be able to, as a leadership team, to, to we say this, to get naked, you know, figuratively, yeah. in front of each other and oh, say, hey, this is... No, cool. just figuratively, <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> they even sketching things here. <laughs> they, uh, they, would, actually, both of you, would I be surprised at the diversity of your, uh, the industries you, you service? 
Yeah, completely. I have very formal companies. I have a, a large bank. I have a chocolate company. <laughs> and the great thing is the more you involved you get in the different industries, the more you can take something you learn in one and apply it to another. And that is, I think, an advantage to work with lots and lots of different industries. It's not about the industry for me. It's about the values they base things on. And wow. a lot of my clients tend to be similar in that way, but very, they show up very differently in the world. So they wouldn't think of themselves as similar, but you see the similarities yeah. in the, uh, wow. The, and Jeff, I got to tell you, you know, when I, I sat on the board of a company and when we would bring in consultants, um, first, they're always a lot of help, but it was initially kind of, Oh, I don't know, it bristled in the beginning because you're thinking to yourself, geez, I've been with this company 18 years. This guy's been looking at us for two weeks. How the heck can he you know, make uh, give us advice? But what is it about the consultant? Is it the fact that they're not in the weeds? Um, yeah, so, uh, well, first of all, what do we do? We, we go through a specific process of walking them through the process to get there, so we're, we're following it. But having the outside person looking in, who's not emotionally involved, and who is looking out for the success of the company, right? Not of any individual yeah, on the team or in the company. No, no, I'm, I'm here for the success of the organization, right? Because if we can get success there, then everybody is going to have a better life, including the, the, the family members of the staff, the customers. So you focus on the company, and, and so then you're not emotionally involved from a stand, or dysfunctionally Emotionally, emotionally involved, so to say. And it, so that's, it, it's, it's like having a psychologist or a coach <laughs> or a, yeah. you know, you just need somebody from the outside sometimes. I have a coach and I'm like, okay, tell me where I'm being you have an a idiot. Coach. The coach has a coach. Absolutely. That's so great. Yeah. I said, tell me where I'm being an idiot. I want you to <laughs> kick me in the nose. Kick me in the teeth if you need to because <laughs> I know that I'm doing things that I can't see. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I looked at, I looked up EOS because I knew you were coming on the show, and it, it's um, it's a, what is it like twelve categories that you, you look at in, in EOS? It's, it seems like there's very, kind of, um, it's just a bunch of divisions I saw. Yeah. So there's, there's six key components, right? If you're gonna have a successful business, and so Gino, twelve was alcoholism. That's yeah, what yeah, I that's sorry. Okay. That's where I got the twelve from. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Back to the alcohol. Let's topic. Do more background. Uh, so with Gino Wickman, who wrote the book Traction, he says, I, we see. He says, um, he was in a, a YEO group, or an EO group, which was a bunch of different business owners. There's 40 of them, and they're all complaining about the same issues in their companies. And he says, this is crazy, because he had done a successful turnaround and sold the company. And he says, we know how great companies behave. Why? Because we buy from them every day. There's books written about them every day. And he says, so let's simplify it so we can take that out to the masses of companies. So the majority of the companies I work with are two to 50 million in revenue, 10 to 250 okay. employees. So that's kind of the, our niche. And so he says, let's simplify it and take it to somebody who's never, they, they don't have to be in, in they, they can even have never gone to high school and they can figure it out. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't need a big degree for it. And so he says, what are the six key categories? And, and then you go through it. Vision, which I mentioned a second ago. People, there's no way you can achieve what you want, the vision of the company without great people, right? And when I say people, when, when a leadership team stops becoming afraid to make the right decision about, look, we have the wrong person on the team, we love him, and say, look, I love you, it's just not, right, not, not yeah, a right fit yeah. for our organization. Because you can't achieve the vision without great people, right? Yeah. Third key component's data, is being able to look, know exactly where you are at any given time. And, and be able to, uh, you can be on the beach and someone brings you your scorecard, we call it, and you know exactly how the company's performing. And then you have issues, being able to solve issues yep. successfully. 
then you have process, being able to set your processes, and then traction is the last one, is bringing, because we say vision without traction, meaning having a vision without being able to know how to get it done. You're listening to Out to Lunch, I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Jeff Benton from Stronger Company and Aileen Bennett from Creating Clever. Aileen, when you were in England, were you doing something like this, or is this something that came once you hit the States? Um, the Beatles were big when they came over. I'm just, uh, just trying to... <laughs> I started, the, the first 10 years of my career in England were as a graphic designer, and I worked in graphic design studios, oh. and then it ended up freelancing, working for myself, and lecturing at colleges on design and communication. Then just before I came to the States, I won a contest um, and got the title of the best humorous speaker in the UK and Ireland. No way. So when I moved here, it seemed a natural thing. I could move into speaking full time. You understand professional speakers better than they do in Europe. So I became a speaker um, and traveled around the country for the first 10 years I was here. And during that, I got to speak about communication which to me is the same thing as design, right. it's just in a different way. But I got to see and work with a lot of companies um, out of view of anyone else. Before I did a speech, I'd go into the company for a couple of days and learn about them. And so when I got to, I missed design and I wanted to put the two together, so then I got to do the whole communication thing and design together. And the, the branding just works so well with that because your logo is important, but how you answer the phone is just as important. Sometimes you need staff training rather than design. Right. And so now, because I have this unique experience, I get to look at it from all of those sides and combine everything I love. I'm glad you guys are on the show together. So sometimes <laughs> people, yeah, glad to be here with Aileen. <laughs> sometimes we'll be somewhere <laughs> and people say, "I love the show." Last week, why were those two people put on the same show? This one's <laughs> really working, though. This is this is going to be great. Aileen Jeff, it's the uh, time for the part of the show we call your brother-in-law. Uh, you're finally wrapping up a long day at work when your phone rings. It's your brother-in-law. Normally, he only calls when he wants to wants you to babysit his Great Dane while he goes to. Boulder for a weed weekend getaway, but <laughs> but this time, this time the conversation's a little different. Uh, Jeff, your brother-in-law has a great idea. You know he's been working at the Racino, right? And he's had a flash of inspiration. What what if you could combine something else with gambling? Something, for example, that's the most popular thing on the internet. You know what that is? Cats. So your brother-in-law says, with your talent at setting up a business, what if the two of you opened the country's first cat racetrack? This is, I, this is an excellent idea. He's, uh, he's not exactly sure what it is right now. It's just an idea, but he knows you'll run it and turn it into something awesome. What do you say? Are there, can you develop the casino? The casino. So instead of oh. horses, we're going to... The casino. Could people I come develop? out for that? You think? Would people come out for that? Well, how would you, what would you approach the guy with that idea? Would you use the six points, I guess? No, no, no. I would tell him, I'd say, look, you, you first have to figure out is... Because you can't, even though, you got to be in the right market with the right product. Right. Right. And so would, would I say, I would say, now, now tell me, how much research did you do on that particular topic, the Catsina? Now, would people attend, you know, we would actually, I would ask them to research it a whole bunch before. See, the operations piece is where um, the, the area that I work in. 
And I will tell them straight out and say, guys, if this, if you're not in the right market, you don't have the product, it's just not going to work. So you yeah. would... Uh, I would probably steer him against it. So I can see exactly your yeah. approach though. He's come with this idea and you're like putting it back on him to yeah, yeah answer these... Uh, yeah, actually the majority of the companies I work with, I mean, they're already existing. So, and, and I'm trying to think of, would I do that? I personally would not, would not do, do the yeah, cat casino. <laughs> maybe, yeah, because cats don't run oh, on a now, straight no, line. That's me, the other problem. Let me back up, let me back up. So if it's a casino, casinos are, are traditionally could be very profitable, right? right? If the cat part draws people to the casino and they travel from all over the country to come see it. Now that's different. That is right. Excellent. If it's the only casino in America, you know, I, I can think see it. That is so good. <laughs> oddly enough, Alien has always been you've been writing notes down and I think you're gonna open this darn thing. <laughs> Cat cafes are huge in Japan they, and they have them in New York and London now. For people that aren't familiar with that, what happens? You get to pet a cat? I have never been in them because <laughs> I find that a little bit scary, but yeah, there are cats already there and you get to pet on them. And while you're drinking? While you're drinking tea and things. And um, yeah, there's cat, there's cat cafes all over the world yeah. now. But cats, because they don't run <laughs> in the street That's weird, Aileen, I'm gonna have to. I've, I've, I've never been in them. I know that's really what Lafayette needs. Um, like a nutria uh, that you just pat or something. I never yeah? tell anyone their ideas are bad. I ask more <laughs> and more about them and try and find out what the thing behind them is they really want. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he want to I open this cat gambling because he wants to make lots of money or because he loves cats or because... And so I, I think you kill people's ideas when you say they're bad and I would just be totally interested. I mean, look at the sponsorship you could get for cats. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you could also have afternoon races as well as evening to capture a whole different market. <laughs> And because cats don't run in a straight line, you've got like intricate courses. Oh, it would and be mazes. so hard to bet on them. And yeah. yeah, there's a yeah, and you could do the cat bingo. Uh, there's so much you could save do. Save money cats. on jockeys. This is great. That's a, yeah. Well, now, Aileen, I actually have your own brother-in-law question. <laughs> your brother-in-law has an idea for expanding your business. Uh, this is great. He's going to try to help you out. There's one thing that every business needs: cleaning. He and his two buddies have 100 hours of community service to work off. <laughs> what if they set up a little cleaning company and you line them up with work? They'll be real cheap up until 100 hours. <laughs> They're like, it's basically free. Uh, th that'll give them a chance to get their business tightened up so that when you start billing companies for their services, they'll be good to go. And of course, you keep a cut of the commission. What do you say, are there opportunities for expanding into a, a cleaning division at your company? Yes, I always say yes. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if your job was to empty the, the trash cans at the end of the day and take all the ideas that other people have thrown away? Oh. I think you just need an angle on anything. You could do naked cleaning. I'd be fine with that. Oh, that um, is... You, as long as you have an angle when you stand out in your thing, then, yeah, clever cleaning. I think opening with naked on anything is terrific for a novelty. That, yeah. I've heard that. this about you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back, because we're talking about brother-in-laws here. You must get into businesses. <laughs> I don't know where this went to. Is, um, is, um, it, is it tough to work with a, f a business that's a family business? There are definitely unique situations, and you have to address them. I've worked with a few family businesses, and we normally try and get them comfortable enough to air that stuff first. Okay, but like I hate my sister, yes, that's good. Yes, but news. then we remind them that they are a family and that's even more important. And I think once you remind them of the bigger picture that they love these people. I also work with some big businesses who consider themselves a family. And so it's really nice to see both angles. And I think just 
respecting people, whatever they do, and encouraging them. And some of that's it's like Jeff does. It's finding people the right roles you were talking earlier yeah. about. It's, it's people might not be functioning very well. But if you if somebody's going to work and doing what they're best at, then everybody wins. And so yeah. sometimes it's moving that around. And whether that's a family or a company, it's very, very similar. And tell me the chronology when both of you go into a client. You, you get the meeting going. Do you then do some research before that first, first meeting? I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. To learn, yeah, you, to learn um, about the industry, about the company, what's going on, what's what's the uh, what are the, the hot issues that they're typically facing. Um, definitely get some background, but normally you get great clarity that first meeting because I always love to ask the question. Um, you know, what keeps you up at two o'clock in the morning? Yeah, exactly. If you can wave the magic wand and change something, what would you change in the business today? The first time I meet a company, sometimes it's deliberately cold. If they want ideas, then they don't want me to know. They want me to come in as an outsider. And most time, they're, they want me because they want something quirky and different, so they know the way I, I And they I know about your is, funny award. Yes, yes. No, I don't tell them you that. Do, I would open with that. <laughs> no. That's what I would do. But often I do a walkthrough, and I mean, the other day I was in some premises, and there was a lovely dried fake plant on the reception desk, and I just stopped and said, has this ever made anybody smile? And when they said no, I put it in the trash can. Oh. Um, so they're used to me being a little bit different. They expect that kind of creative, quirky difference. So I play that up. Clients obviously. get together. Did, what did Aileen do to you? My clients are never like, allowed to meet Oh, they're not other. allowed to meet. That's the <laughs> that, best part That of would all. be terrible. <laughs> I started out today's show by talking about the creative genius of Thomas Edison and Steve Jobs and how they both worked and lived in the same part of Northern California. Maybe there's something in the water in Northern California, but maybe there's something in the air here in Acadiana, and that is change. Uh, with the realignment of the oil and gas business, there are a lot of talented, creative people who don't want to leave Acadiana and who are branching out into all kinds of other businesses. Uh, Jeff and Aileen, these new ventures are going to be vastly helped by the resources that you bring to them. It's a really exciting and transformative time to be in Acadiana, and I thank you both for taking the time today to join me on Out to Lunch. Yeah, That's a thank you. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Jeff Benton, founder of Stronger Company, and Aileen Bennett, roaming creative director and brand experience consultant at Creating Clever. You can find out more about Jeff and Aileen's consultancy and creativity by following the links on our websites, uh, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open Monday through Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner in a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Ann Christian. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we look like, and you really should, you can find these photos from our show on the website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Gwen O'Quinn. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's Acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calise Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet and family friendly with free parking, 
free Wi-Fi, and meeting and event spaces for weddings, reunions, and all occasions. Additional support comes from ABiz Magazine and AcadianaBusiness.com, the essential information source for business decision makers throughout the one Acadiana region. Out to lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table here at Cafe Vermilionville. For more business, Acadiana style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. 